PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. Gentlemen, welcome to episode 443 of Cinema Crespity. So, I am your host, Christopher Crespo. And that's it. That's the end of the episode. Imagine that. That would be... But then people would see right away. It's like, this thing is only two minutes long. Because then the, the intro song would keep playing. And then the outro song. And Drusa Cogburn, how you doing? I mean, you could just have some weird white noise play for two hours and really fuck with people. That sounds. would really... That's how you gotta do it. An hour and a half of just... I'll just take the audio from Blowout, mm-hmm. all the white noise, mm-hmm. and just play that, loop it over and over. Audio genius, download genius, Drew Cogburn. Drew, uh, how you liking this uh, piss poor weather? I mean, you, you into the gray? The rain sucks. The rain is not. It's not fun. How are you supposed to go to the beach if it's raining? How are you supposed to do anything outside if it's raining? That's like, that's my point. The beach is outside. Other things are outside. Uh, that's a real bummer, but hey, you know what? We're inside, we're recording, uh, we don't even have, a, we don't even have a window we're looking for. I mean, it's Florida summer, man, what do you expect? It's the monsoon season. Oh my, is God <laughs> April showers bring May flowers, right? June monsoons bring July, uh, fireflies? Do we have fireflies down here? Lightning bugs? No. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> now do you think we're all looking at seeing the little lightning bugs oh, flying I mean, around? I, I did, but it was always uh, in during Thanksgiving up in North Carolina. That, so I'm saying not down here. In yeah, Flo- not in, down here now. In Florida, no. Oh man, poor Floridians don't get to know the joy of. Uh, I mean, I'm sure gr- there are green budded bugs. I mean, I'm sure somewhere in Florida there are lightning bugs. Well, we should take Perhaps. a we should take a road trip there and, and have a, a a dusk photo shoot for the Graham. We gotta do it for the gram. Actually, no, Instagram's uh, dead. It's dying. No, fuck the gram. We gotta do it for, I guess, for TikTok, which sucks. Yeah, no. Mm. I'm not going through any effort for TikTok. Um, would you go for through effort for your Rome enrichment enrichment in terms of uh, experiencing a lightning bug orgy? That's when they really light up really good. Mm. You know, it's like yeah. They're all just trying to fuck. Uh, welcome to Talking Bugs with Chris and Drew, where we talk about our favorite insects. My favorite insect growing up was a lightning bug. Drew's was growing up. Didn't really have favorite insect. So by default, I guess it would be the common garden ant. Sure. I mean, there's a lot of them. They're industrious. You ever see those videos of the ants like that are in the floodwaters and they make bridges to like uh, help the others get out of there? Or they make rafts of themselves. And then there's also that. Do they really? That's so cool. And then there's the ant war that's happening like out there in California somewhere where there's like two t- types of ants, like millions of them, and they're, and they're currently in battle. It's been going on for like years or some shit. Have you heard about this? No. That's pretty cool, though. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Ant war is pretty cool. Maybe that's what Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is about. They join the ant war. 
They pick a side. Perhaps. Choose a side! That's an old reference from uh, FX 2017, <laughs> 2016. Oh, boy. Courtney B. Vance. We have really run out of stuff to talk about. Guys, we have actually a bunch of movies to talk about. A whole lot of stuff. Uh, let's see. First off, on Wednesday or Thursday, dropping on old HBO, I think it was Thursday, they put out No Sudden Move. Did you watch it? Not yet. It's fun, Drew. Definitely worth it. Definitely worth checking out. I gotta say, it's Steven Soderbergh, who uh, he's been making movies for HBO lately. He had, a, he had a Netflix deal going for a minute where he made a couple of Netflix movies. Mm-hmm. But between this, he had that one with Meryl Streep where she was on a cruise ship uh, with, with Diane Weist and uh, what's this kid? Lucas Hedges? Lucas Hodges? Hedges? Lucas Hedges. He was everywhere for a couple of years. Right? He's, he's been, <laughs> what the fuck, guy? Come on. You're good, but do we need to see you and everything? So, uh, No Sudden Move is, it, it's like 50s Detroit, and it's about some like guys who get hired to uh, coerce an auto company employee to steal a document that's like proprietary information, and uh, but then the whole thing was actually like a setup in some way, and, and things are going bad, so uh, it's all about the fallout of this seemingly simple job going wrong. The main draw of the movie is the cast. Right, the lead is Don Cheadle. Mm-hmm. Most of it is it's a Don Cheadle, Benicio del Toro two hander. Okay, all right. Del Toro playing an Italian guy named Russo, who is oh the racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for racist, he's fun, uh, but not that racist though. They only touch on a little bit, but it does come into play story wise anyway. Uh, and uh, Bill Duke. Isn't it playing like the old, the, the leader of like the old black, he's the old black leader of the gang, whatever. I'm trying, all my words are mixed up right Does now. he still suck the color out of everything? He is definitely one of he's the so blacker dark. gentlemen in this movie. There's a decent amount of, uh, he's so dark. yeah, he is, but oh, but in this one, he's also dressed like almost stereotypical pimp, like decked out. Okay. Sunglasses, which I yeah. swear for one scene, the, the first scene where you see him and he's wearing his sunglasses, they're like at a. They look like they're at an angle. They're not straight on his face. It bothered me a little bit. Uh, but he looks amazing. I was wondering if what voice was he going to use. He has two voices. He has this, like, I'm intimidating in a movie voice. And then he has his real, like, light voice where he talks like this. And he uses that in movies sometimes. Yeah. He uses that in Mandy where mm-hmm. he's, like, the dude in the trailer. He's like, what you going out there to do? <laughs> um, in this one, he's using, uh, he's using his intimidating voice. I'm the guy in charge. which is very fun. You know, he's also a director. Nice. And he directed um, the Katie Holmes movie, First Daughter. What? Yeah. Directed by Bill Duke. Yes. All of his movies. Look at the movies. All the movies he directed are like light, white movies like that. You know, uh, it's very interesting what some people decide to to make extra money on. But good for Bill. Good for Bill. Did you know Arnold Schwarzenegger directed an episode of Tales from the Crypt? Why? In the 90s, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who co-starred with Bill Duke in Commando and Predator, there's a reason why I'm bringing this up. He uh, wanted to get into some directing. He's like, I can do it. I have a vision. I've worked with James Cameron. I've worked with John McTiernan. I've worked with the best now. I think I know how to point the camera and say, go do this thing. So he made um, a made-for-TV Christmas movie called, like, Christmas in Connecticut or some shit like that. And then an episode of Tales from the Crypt, in which... They initially wanted him to be in the episode. He said, the best I can do is I will appear in the intro with the Crypt Keeper. So it was like acknowledging that the Crypt Keeper was, hello, look at this guy. What's this? You need to pump some up, do some muscles. Uh, it's absurd. 
You don't you know you don't see none of that. You haven't seen that. No, nope. that? man. That is weird. That is some weird shit, isn't it? The this is a weird world that we live in, and that's one of the little factoids that just uh, in, the, in the long run, I guess, doesn't matter. That's a mood. It's coming back. We gotta <laughs> stop that, Drew. Um, the uh, so it's a good movie. No sudden move. I enjoy it. The title is terrible. It's very much like is this a Seagal '90s movie? This is a Chuck Norris <laughs> yeah. canon film. No sudden move. Steven Seagal is no sudden move. He ain't moving that sudden. Not anymore. Not, no. Even then, it was kind of <laughs> rough watching him go. Uh, so it, it's definitely Soderbergh. You know, it's definitely uh, well made. The story's pretty good. And it does have like a weird coda at the end where it's like, oh, we were trying to make some weird point, like a economic thing. And it was kind of... It's like, oh, that's what the movie was about? It was that kind of thing. Where the okay. movie ended with like some bunch, bunch of stuff on the screen, uh, like words on the screen. And I was like, I read it. And I was like, oh, that's what I was supposed to be caring about? Because <laughs> I didn't. Because I was, I was just like enjoying <clears throat> enjoying this romp with like David Harbour and uh, who else is in this goddamn thing? All sorts of. I mean, it's got a great fucking cast. Just watch it and enjoy it. I will. There's a couple. There's also uh, a good old Soderbergh regular who pops up later. Uh, who's not in like even the, none of the marketing or anything, so it's definitely meant to be like a surprise type yeah. of type of casting, whatever. Uh, and it's cool seeing Soderbergh work with Del Toro again because I think both of them had some of their best success together with uh, Traffic. Yeah, because Del Toro won awards and Traffic made a shit ton of money. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did really well for being like a really hardcore fucked up movie. Like, goddamn, like an adult <laughs> movie, right? Not not meant to make you feel good, or it's not like a Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah. it's like here's a movie about drug trafficking in America, and it's fucked up. And who's using drugs? And here, watch them use drugs. Who, who is it? He's like the DA's daughter, right? Who ends up uh, the girl who, who, who? I forget who the girl is, but the, her boyfriend's fucking Topher Grace. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> They're, they're smoking... I think they're freebasing heroin while they have sex. I mean... <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> that sounds fun. Um, no sudden moves. On HBO Max, it's worth it. Worth checking out for sure. Two hours. Two hours. It's only two hours. Just watch it. Amazon Prime. The Tomorrow War. Watch that. You watch that. I watched that this morning. Should have watched No Sudden Move. I should have. I, I mean, I, I had a choice. <laughs> I, I had a choice. I was like, this or that. This or that. But no, the Tomorrow War is for sure the I much more I, heavily marketed, much more popular movie of the week. I knew I was going to watch it both. So. Yeah. So good call. Good call. No matter when. Good call and watch it before I could talk you out of it. Um, what's your? I mean, what do you think of it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was meant for theaters. Ooh. Right, right? It was meant for theaters. Uh, I could definitely tell right away with the sound design and stuff. Like, oh, yeah, they've definitely designed this to be seen. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's going to lose a little bit of its punch. It's uh, time travel with a little bit of aliens yep. and uh, a whole lot of family. A lot of family, of course. We got to hang our hat on something. This one, we're going family. And uh, one of the plot twists, you don't know, find out to the middle of the movie. Like, I knew it, like, immediately. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, uh, right away. It's yeah. like, I mean, it's a type of movie where it's like, I've, we've seen movies. We know, <laughs> we know what you're doing here. We've seen time travel movies. We've seen family movies. We know what you're setting up here. So at least they didn't drag it out all the way to the end. No. You know, at least they did sort of acknowledge it within pretty quickly. Yeah. Would, yeah. Thank God. Otherwise, what do you think we're stupid? Yeah. You think we're stupid? <laughs> Come on. I will say this about it. The um, 
The design of the monsters were cool. The design is interesting. Sort of a quiet place, but like white, and then with tentacles. Do yeah. those spikes that they show the tentacles, are those like never-ending spikes? Where are those spikes coming from? I mean, I guess. Right? Is it like Spider-Man's yeah. mm-hmm. webbing when he has organic web shooters? Yeah. Does it maybe take a they, while? Maybe overnight they have to regenerate them? I don't know. Maybe they just store them somewhere, and they're just like full of them. And they're, just, they're just full of spikes. <laughs> spikes, spikes. Uh, they are a great menace. They're very fast. They make them effectively scary. Yeah. A few shots where you get some close-ups of them uh, look pretty good. Yeah. Look pretty good. Uh, I Okay. The conceit of the movie in that. So there's a future war. There's a war, what, 30 years in the future yeah. in which aliens are, are they're on Earth and they are uh, wiping humans out. And, and the people have gotten so desperate that they now have to go into the past and recruit bodies just to throw at the problem until they can really figure out what to do, mm-hmm. right? That's all, it's like, yeah. So it's sort of a Vietnam type thing. Yeah. Okay. Afghanistan, I mm-hmm. guess, is now the more updated yes. reference. When, this is in the trailer, and I've seen this, I keep, I'm reminded of this because when I'm on TikTok, like the, tra- the, the, they push an ad on you as soon as you open no. TikTok, and the one for the last couple of days has been for the Tomorrow War. And the ad starts with the soldiers coming through the time vortex onto the soccer field to announce, hey, this is happening, guys, right? The, yeah. the, there's During a future the war. Cup. Yeah, the World Cup. Uh, I thought that shit was so goddamn funny when there's just it's a soccer game and I go and all these soldiers storm out and it looks so absurd and people at home are watching I was like if this is the tone of the movie I'm in because this is fucking hysterical and then it never really got as like absurd like that again which I felt like oh maybe they should have leaned into the ridiculousness of it I'm surprised they didn't you know what I mean no Mm. it's directed by um who's it you hear that second dunk 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 I just heard that was, that was definitely a firework. Guys, it's July 3rd. <laughs> um, the, uh, it's directed by Chris McKay, who did Lego Batman. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's why that Lego Batman 2 news was out there, because he's doing press for, for Tomorrow War, and people are asking him about the sequel, and he's like, yeah, we lost the rights to Lego, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I was kind of hoping, yeah, I mean, this guy, he made a good Lego Batman movie. You know, hopefully this will translate to this sort of weird, uh, t- timey-wimey, sci-fi bullshit alien battle war movie. But I, I, I was not bored at any point. Because I was like, where the fuck is this going? No, but I also wasn't all that interested. That's the thing. I was riding that line. Oh. I was riding that line. I was like, well, I was like, okay. All right. I'll tell you this. What I thought was going to be the movie was the first, like, two-thirds of the movie. Agreed. Right? Yep. And then, uh-huh. it, and then it keeps going. I was like, oh. Especially with that shot, too. The... Yeah. Like, that is an ending of the movie shot. And, but then it keeps going for, like, another <laughs> 30 minutes. I was like, oh, they're really, like, doing a lot yeah. more. And it's, it's they have got, more to reveal. It's got two endings. It does have two endings. And it's an ending that also... Um, McKay has said, you know, sure, we could be... Uh, we could fran- We have ideas and ways to franchise this. So, uh, if Amazon is happy with the clicks, the, the amount of views it gets, then maybe we'll get the Tomorrow War 2. And, uh, I mean... I, uh, the tomorrow, what? <laughs> yeah, tomorrow war colon yesterday's 
uh, battle or some shit like that. It's it's a bunch of timey wimey bullshit. And then their explanations, I I was really my brain was hurting trying to figure out what they were trying to do. Establish with the time travel, now time travel worked, and I was like, but if they take people from the past and nope. from the future, and then mm-hmm. they die, doesn't it then like wipe out future generations? What about the butterfly effect of just taking people from like? But what if they don't come back? I don't understand. There's like a higher rate of people not coming back. How does that not butterfly effect fuck everything up? Where's the time variance authority? That's Loki reference. Where are they? <laughs> During all this time travel bullshit, you know, it's ridiculous, man. They are, maybe they're fixing everything. <laughs> God, they're working <laughs> overtime. They're working overtime, fixing all the nonsense from this. Uh, I mean, it was fine. I think it hits the fine scale. It, it's definitely on the fine scale. I mean, and when it comes to time travel movies, just don't think about it because they yeah. definitely didn't knock down that science. Yeah, no, they didn't. They definitely try to push a lot of shit through really fast and exposition and be like, oh, it's this thing, this is that. Don't worry about it. Okay, here we go. Yeah, it's a basically a don't worry about it type deal. For sure, just go with it if it's what you want. And uh, Pratt, fine, right? I like the casting of Leo. The idea that um, they would get, they're drafting anyone, any person that fits their criteria, and that doesn't mean physical capability. So there's all sorts of like me moms and and soccer moms and, and that big old fat guy with the beard, oh, oh. Mike Mitchell. Now that I'm thinking about it, actually, there was one other time where things got absurd. Oh, when when they're landing, quote unquote. That is hysterical. Yes, and they, yeah, the intro. Okay, I will say this: the movie opens with Chris Pratt like. Falling from the sky, I'm like yeah. oh my god, uh, and then it flashes back to, and then gets you there. I like mo- I like when a movie does that, uh, but then when I try to think of movies that do do that, it's like this. There's Predators because Adrian Brody yeah. just wakes up like falling from the sky. Uh, I want to say does Crank Two open with that Maybe. with Jason Statham because he falls <laughs> out of the plane at the end of the first one. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, that that I wanted more stuff like that. Yeah, land- that was absurd. That was absurd and funny <laughs> and hysterical. But then it just became more of a. a it has sort of the same similar vibe of you know just recently Army of the Dead going through Agreed. the city yeah. uh-huh. and like you're finding these things, and uh, it's like well done enough, but it's also kind of like I don't know, like I can see how why Paramount sold this one mm-hmm. to streaming while they hold on to uh, Top Gun Maverick. Although hey, Tom Cruise ain't never letting them sell that to no streaming service. Yeah, no. That's probably a bad example. It's fine. I give it. I give it one eye. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Because I'll tell you, I truly wasn't bored the first time watching. Because I really, I was like, where are they going next with this bullshit? And then when it was over, I was like, okay. And sure. J.K. Simmons, he's gotten his prison muscles. I'm like, all right, yep. yeah, he's he's looking weirdly old man ripped. This is all right. I'm, I can deal with this, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh oh, and the, so I was gonna mention it's also strange watching this. Uh, I listen to this very popular podcast called Doughboys. I've talked to you about it before. It's a fast food, essentially, or a, a food restaurant show, review show, comedy show. One of the hosts is that guy with the beard, Mike Mitchell, that big dude, that guy from Boston. And it's funny hearing this fat podcaster dude and then seeing him in this movie, but then realizing that that's essentially what they would be doing in this draft. They're, mm-hmm. dra- they're drafting yeah. fucking all sorts of nonsense. Yeah. Uh, just because, like, we need to bodies. throw bodies. Um, and then he's one of the bodies. It's pretty funny. And he's actually kind of central in the... Uh, yeah. In the plotting, you know. Of not, sorts. Not, not necessarily the... Uh, 
the characterization, but um, as an obstacle, <laughs> as a big old fat obstacle. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, anyway, doing one for the fat podcasters. Good job. Good job, Mike Mitchell. So, uh, yeah, that's fine. Good job. Good job, guys. Your movie's okay. <laughs> Your movie's okay. You made a movie. Congratulations. Amazon paid $200 million to acquire this thing. Ooh. So I would say it's probably maybe a $125, $150 million movie if they were happy with taking that amount. Yeah. Because uh, then once they bought it, Amazon becomes responsible for the marketing and all that stuff too. So it is just straight getting their money back plus a little extra. It's Paramount and uh, Skydance, right? I think it was Skydance yeah. Productions. Man, Skydance fucking sucks. And now they got... <laughs> Now it's like Skydance, 10 years, their their new uh, <laughs> their new uh, banner or whatever, or their opening title card, and it's like 10 years of Skydance. I'm like, 10 years of bullshit, Mediocrity. Man. Yes, it's so bad. When I see Skydance, I'm like, fuck. When I see STX Entertainment, I'm like, fuck. This sucks. Lola, Lola, Zola, A24, baby. There we go. And that's what I saw today. Uh, I saw Zola. And this movie is fucking wild, Drew. It's so good. It's so good. You should go see it. You should go see it. When you got time, you should no. go see it. You Maybe should. I won't. Maybe go see it tomorrow. Perhaps. What the fuck else are you doing? Not much. That's what I'm saying. Uh, it's a good hour and a half of the theater, man. It's a wild story that uh, also, I think, I believe it is the first movie to be adapted from a tweet thread. Okay. A few years ago, and we've talked about this on the show. Uh, someone put out a 148 tweet thread talking about the story about a weekend in Florida with this crazy lady who uh, uh, got him into all sorts of shit and nonsense. I remember reading that thread the very next day, like the day after she posted. I was like, oh shit, I read the whole the whole thing. I read it in this fight, and it was gripping. It was so well written. And then, the, like, the last tweet is like, most of that was like bullshit or something, but thanks for reading or whatever. Mm-hmm. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I was like, oh shit, like we all got got. It was so good. The story was so good. It didn't matter that most no. of it was bullshit. Uh, someone wrote an article on that tweet thread because it went quote, viral. Yeah. It went COVID. And then, uh, Someone made a goddamn movie about it. <laughs> and it's a good movie. It's good. Well, there we go. Uh, the director is this lady, J- Janixa Bravo, uh, who uh, I think it's her first feature. She's made a bunch of shorts. It's her first feature. And it is like solid shit. It feels like a cool, like a lot of cool 70s type movies, but for sure, like brought up to date to, mm-hmm. to 2020, 2021 standards. Uh, any movie that's got like a solid run the jewels needle drop. Yeah. I'm down with this one's got a good one. I was totally vibing with it. The soundtrack is great. Also the soundtrack it's not all just needle drops. There's like some really interesting tonal stuff going on, some really atmospheric, like moody shit. And then also interesting sound design in terms of uh so it's based on a tweet thread, right? Mm-hmm. There's this thing where there's not necessarily a narration that goes through the whole movie. There's, it pops up every now and then. But as the movie goes along, uh, every now and then you hear like this like tweet, like a sort of bird sound effect. Mm-hmm. And that's indicating like new tweet, new tweet, new tweet. So you know that, that the, the part tweet, of the thread is part of the thread. It's, it's like we've gone on to the next thing. And uh, all the actors are uh, like awesome in this. They're all great. Uh, this dude, Coleman Domingo. Who's like, I mean, if you look him up, he's like, I know this guy. I've seen this guy's face. He is a fantastic, like, heavy menace 
in this thing. Like, he's so good in this fucking movie. And uh, I'm totally into it. It's great. Shot mostly in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it gives a real sleazy Florida vibe to it. They, oh, they, yeah. they nail really well, really good. Uh, the, it has a good, like, almost uh, safety energy mm-hmm. to it in the same way that the safties are pulling from like 70s stuff and then updating it to make it their own thing yeah. like this bravo uh lady she's doing the same thing where she's like it's taking these influences but updating it it's got really good energy to it it's very entertaining uh a bunch of times i'm like oh shit it's like it's got that kind of vibe to it you know with each uh plot twist and story twist things like that uh for sure highly recommend maybe the first like Really, really good, maybe great movie of 2021. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, Zola. Highly recommend. Also, I think technically the movie is called At Zola because what it starts on on the title card, so it's the at sign At Zola. Okay. So I think technically that's what it's called. But then how are you supposed to like talk about the movie? Unless they have, they better have that fucking tweet, Twitter handle. What if they don't? Ooh. Some Zola lady getting blown up. But it's crazy ass <clears throat> movie about a it's a crazy ass dark comedy about sex trafficking. It's about a girl who uh, hooks up. She just she just meets this girl, and then the next day she's like, "You want to go down to Florida and do some dancing and make a bunch of money?" And she's like, "Yeah, I do." Sex trafficked. <laughs> dark comedy though. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's a good movie. Good movie. Recommend one hundred percent. Let's get into some media diet stuff. I've been watching. Uh, well, first off, Loki. Episode four. Excellent. Drew. I've seen two episodes. I've seen the first two. Woo! <laughs> Those are some good episodes, yeah, man. Stuff. Those are some good episodes. Episode three slows down a bit with the, uh, it gets more of a, uh, uh, character development vibe. But the end of episode two, the timeline bombing, you're mm-hmm. like, what? It's fucking, there's all, all the branches going on. Man, and shit. Yeah. Interesting, uh, how they handle all this stuff. By the time you get to four, uh, I mean, we're getting there. We're getting to that multiverse of madness. Yeah, duh. We're getting there slowly but surely in a very fun way. Maybe you've seen online uh, Crocodiloki. No. Oh boy, we get we get Crocodiloki. I don't know okay. the full context. We're getting it's coming though. Yeah, it's coming. Uh, and we got fun weird pictures of a bunch of different variants. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh the variants. I love the variants. I saw someone today out in public with a uh, TVA T-shirt. There I'm you like, go. Already, it's already happening. It's out there. Uh, which is pretty cool. So you enjoy you enjoying? Uh, yeah, man. I think it's fun. Yeah, it's fun and interesting. And there's only now two episodes left already. God damn it. Yep. That's the way it works with limited series, Chris. God damn it. Obi-Wan. That's going to be a limited series. Breaking my heart with these. You, it's still going to be awesome. You're just going to give me maybe five hours of Ewan McGregor and that's it. That's yeah. it. Uh-huh. Doing his best. I like Guinness. Playing a masterless Ronin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm in the desert now. Like, oh my God, it's him. Um, so yeah, Loki is, Loki is awesome. Cool that you're uh, you're starting to get into it now. That's good. Um, I started watching because it's one of those things where I've heard the name of the series in like several different conversations, but close together. Uh, so I was like, man, okay, now it's sticking in my head. I got to check this out. There's a show on Netflix. They just dropped season two called Black Summer. Okay. Okay. I just watched the first four episodes of season one. The reason that really got me interested in it is that the director of all the episodes, or most of the episodes, and also the writer, is this dude, John Hyams, who is the son of Peter Hyams, and he's the guy who directed those. He's the 
current king of directed DTV action movies. He did those Universal Soldier movies. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He makes intense, crazy movies, uh, low budget, and that translates well for a Canadian shot zombie TV show. Yeah. Um, so Black Summer is a prequel spinoff show to Z Nation, which I've never seen. Mm-hmm. But I've heard of it, though. Okay. Have you heard of Z Nation? I have heard of it. I've I have heard not of seen it. it. I haven't watched it. Apparently, it's uh, years into the zombie apocalypse. People have already settled into it, and it's more of a satire comedy. Things get weird in, okay. in the Z Nation show. Black Summer is the summer of the, the zombie outbreak when it first happens. Um, so this show is about that initial outbreak, and they drop all the satire and all the comedy, and it's more just like horror. Yeah, like, what if this shit was real? So you're just following a bunch of characters as they're trying to get... They're just trying to... They're just traversing through the fucking neighborhoods, going from house to house, building the building, trying not to get eaten by 28 days later style like super fast zombies. And then they also do the thing where if you die, you don't got to be bitten. If you die, turn into a zombie. Yeah. That's that type of you just die. So yeah. every, everyone who's dead immediately turns into a <clears throat> fast ass zombie. Uh, and it's high So it's like really well shot. Technically, it's so well done. Great, uh, like long one takes, very exciting chase sequences. Also a lot of like stretches where it's dialogue free you know mm-hmm. uh which is very interesting and also um they do a thing where each episode is already split up into its own little vignettes that have their own little like little title cards like like this one's called hide this one's called attention this one's called uh recess i watched an episode that was all in school and uh they're like exciting little five to six minute vignettes uh and then it gets over pretty quickly and then you're on to the next one but it all ties together in a cool way uh, and then sometimes maybe they'll do a whole episode where they do focus on one character as opposed to breaking it up. It's an interesting structure, so I'm going to keep uh, I'm going to keep watching. No, I... I'm into a Black Summer on Netflix for sure. Uh, yeah, guys, give this Jonathan. High. And then while you're, while you're at it, watch what's it? Universal Soldier Regeneration Day <clears throat> of Reckoning. Watch both of those, but especially I think it's Day of Reckoning. That's the fucked up one with. Uh, Van Damme doing his Colonel Kurtz. Oh, shit. yeah, the Apocalypse Now shit. Yeah, and then and the flashing and uh-huh. the screen. Yeah, that movie is fucking wild as hell. Wacky. Um, <clears throat> on TikTok. This is for the TikTokers. I recommend just checking out this one account because, you know, there's like people, TikTok is whatever it is you want to be. It's any, it's like any video platform. Uh, this one guy fell into a rhythm of essentially a a minute to three minute long episodes of a cooking show. This is a popular trend on Twitter. I've seen a number of people doing this. He's not even the first one I've seen doing this, where people take old recipes and then cook them and then see what's up. And it's usually stuff, depression era, you know, so like water pie, vinegar pie, things, you know, whatever. You're like, what the fuck? Peanut pie. And all these are, things are terrible, but then they do like some, like, holy shit. Actually, this tastes good. I saw another guy who's doing, like, sandwiches of the 1900s or something. People are having fun with, you know, it's the Rome is burning. What else are we going to do right now, right? We're going to eat old food and then and wait to die. So, this guy, I wrote it down. His handle is B. Dylan Hollis. But I just refer to him as Dylan's Kitchen because he has a Dylan's Kitchen sign up in his kitchen. He's a, he's this guy who splits his time between Wyoming and the Bahamas. That's a pretty interesting split. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he has a very fun energy uh, and I enjoy like and he does a lot of re- repetitious stuff 
uh, from video to video, like whenever he turns on the stove, he goes fire, and then whenever he uh, adds water, he's like one cup of water. But the way he edits it is very fast, a lot of quick jokes, and then the recipes are some of them are interesting. Have you ever heard of potato candy? No. So I was listening to an episode of Tom and Dan a few weeks ago, and someone was talking about potato candy, where they made potato candy, they dropped it off and gave it to them, and they were eating it, and they're like, this is good. It's like really, really, it's like way sweet, but it's good. And then this guy, one of the recipes he did was fucking potato candy. All it is, Drew, you boil a goddamn russet potato, uh, skin and all, boil everything, and then you, you add in hella sugar, so much sugar, uh sort of bake into like a dough sort of thing cook it up and it's just like it's, it's water sugar and potato yeah and starch yeah and it's pe- fucking sounds delicious yeah but anyway he does stuff like that and I enjoy it and if you're on TikTok that's a TikTok thing to check out so you gotta embrace social media uh, not social media new media is what I'm looking for new media Uber Alice you're Chicago long live the new flash yes yes <laughs> Long live the new flesh indeed. Uh, what's in your media diet lately? Uh, I watched uh, the new episode of Holy Moly because, you know, Holy that's your, Moly. Yeah, because that's your thing, buddy. Uh, I mean, when you're watching, are you watching and watching or are you on your phone? A little bit of both. Yeah, sure. It all depends on the hole. So, some holes are funnier to watch than others. What make what, what are there like the ones where they mix in the <clears throat> the big wipeout elements of like mm-hmm. water and, and yeah, things yeah. moving, knocking them down and shit like yeah. that? Uh-huh. Always fun. Always a good time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Watch on Hulu, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Holy moly. Uh, Getting get the uh, continued thumbs up from Trusa Cogman. I, I finished the last season of Bosch. Yeah, that's right, because you're only part way through it oh, uh, was. last time. Yeah. Um, how'd you feel about it? My brother liked it, but he didn't like the way it ended. It ended in the most dad way ever. Where he's like, a, he's a PI now, right? Exactly. My mom, my he parents quit, all, He quit the force and yeah. became a PI and his daughter is joining the force. Ah, perfect so, for... Whoosh, switch. Perfect for the spinoff show, Bosch PI, uh, which is apparently happening. My parents like the show go. as well. My mom looked it up. My, they were talking about over dinner. My brother was like, I didn't like the way it ended. And mom was like, well, they're doing a Bosch PI show. And he was like, okay, I'm in. See, there we go. Yeah. So now I can be Bosch independent. Can, yeah. <laughs> he's going to get, you've been independently Boshed. Listen, and the rates for you are going to go down, but he's going to get more money. Cause now it's a hundred percent going to the Bosch pocket. Yeah. Yeah. What was his thing? He sold his life rights to make a movie, which is why he has so much money. He has that sweet, uh, like, Hollywood Hills yeah, home and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, he had a bunch of money, but he spent it, he quote unquote spent it wisely on the house. Yeah, so he's, sure. just, he's just a regular cop who happens to live in a baller in mansion. An incredible mansion. Yeah, sure. And apparently he can, apparently even on his cop salary, he can still afford the property taxes. Yes. Which I call bullshit. That's on. bullshit. Right. Do you have to be able to pay those goddamn California property taxes? Holy shit. He's like, no, it's fine. I'm a, I'm a cop. Get out of here. Get out of here. Uh, Bosch. You know what he says to the property tax collector? You just been boshed. Yeah, maybe, maybe probably gives him a good boshing every year. I'll give you a good boshing. Bend over and let's get boshed, baby. Do 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 do. What's he got? I also finished Human: The World Within on Netflix. Finished the last of those episodes. Uh, learn anything that's cool about the human body? Nah, not really. No. Well, I took, you already do all that stuff? I took an anatomy class in high school that I didn't pass, but I didn't 
not learn anything in it. So the show has the the, Just the con- content level of high school anatomy. Probably more. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Okay. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, that's a hard sell, Drew. You're really selling this hard to the listeners to, to check out. I mean, should they even bother? I mean, if you want what, to learn what, interesting what, stuff about the human body, yeah. What you watching on again? It's on Netflix. It's a Netflix that, That's a Netflix thing. one. That's yeah. a Netflix one. And it's just like a limited series, one season mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Yeah, you guys want to learn about the human body? Stop touching yourself. Turn on Netflix and watch it. There's apparently the Sex Life show uh, that's on Netflix. Where uh, So a TikTok thing that keeps popping up is people doing blind reactions to an episode of the Sex Life show, but like at a specific time. And I guess apparently it's just uh, someone dropping trowel. It's like, look at this big old dick. And everyone's like, oh my God, look at this big old dick. Which then made me think of this now. I mean, there's a moment in Zola where it is a very interesting montage of John's being serviced in a hotel room. Uh, and there's a long, not long, but there's a montage of all these older dudes taking off their pants and uh, seeing these like soft, crinkled uh, white man dicks. Uh, white man dicks. But that one guy pulls his shit out. I mean, is it elephantitis? It did. It did not look good. It, <laughs> it looked unhealthy. Like it was big. It was too big. Like wide in the middle and red. I was like, this does not look healthy. This looks bad. Why are we looking at this thing? Why is this in the movie? It's the type of movie I watched today. Cool. I recommend watching Zola. Um. And maybe Sex Life. I don't know. I have no idea what that show's about. Human colon. The world within. Yeah. Right? Well, not, the, not the human colon world within. <laughs> Come on. There's no colon episode. Oh, I mean, there's part. Uh, there is. Yeah, there is, baby. It's the human body. Come whole... on. It's just the human body. It's yeah. fine. Come on. Relax. Relax. Get some poppers. Uh, what was he at? And then on Amazon Prime, uh, while I was falling asleep, I watched this movie called uh, <laughs> Third Eye Spies. Okay, and it's basically uh, it's it's a documentary about the uh, recently declassified CIA documents on their use of remote viewers in the seventies and eighties. Uh, what do you mean remote viewers? <clears throat> remote viewing. So, <clears throat> explain yourself, sir. Uh, so you you basically give somebody map coordinates. Who they're sitting in a room. Okay, and they close their eyes. And they attune themselves to the universe, and they tell you what they see. And sometimes people get it dead on right. Like what? What are they seeing? Like like a murder happened here or something? No, I mean, basically, it was basically used uh, for Cold War reconnaissance. So oh, spying oh, on the Russians. Cold War, Cold War. Okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. So they're like, there are missiles here in this area. Yeah. Or, you know, we, we have these coordinates. What do you think's here? Uh, this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this. And then they get a lot of it right. Yeah. What's it called? Third Eye Spies. But you were sleeping while you are watching it. Half. Yeah. <laughs> oh, half. Okay. So what do you give it, like a half thumbs up? Uh, yeah. Sure. Half thumbs up. Half thumbs That's up. That's fine. Why not? Uh, what was this one on? Amazon Prime. That's Prime. It was just interesting because, you know, the CIA paid some people for their quote-unquote psychic powers. Yeah. I mean... Like, it's a real thing. It's a, I mean, they've been known to, like, I guess, just try everything. Yeah. Right? CIA, they're the ones who keep their minds open. Like, well, well fucking whatever. We'll just throw the money at it and see if we can, yeah. see if we can get it to work or not. Um, I saw a psychic at the end of America's Got Talent. That was pretty convincing, unless it was all a bunch of bullshittery, in which case, that's very possible. Mm-hmm. Because it's... Yeah, you never know. ABC. Network TV. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. We're gullible. Uh, okay. All right. Third Eye Spice. 
Okay. When was the last time you spied your third eye? Little. Get it going. Get a little. Get to go. I mean, when was the last time you took a Ouija to your third eye? Month or two? Yeah. Did it work? Was it good? Were you yeah. feel, did you feel better mm-hmm. at the end of it? Yeah, it was fine. More yeah. in tune yeah. with yourself and with the universe? I communed with the ancient gods. And did it put you at ease? Yeah, I don't know about that. Because then why else do it? Why else commune so, with them? So I could commune with the ancient gods? But why else commune with them if it doesn't make <laughs> you feel better? It can make you feel worse to talk with them? I mean, it definitely didn't make me feel worse. Listen, so I'm not sure if it made me feel better. I ain't trying to stand in front of the timekeepers and be like... Unless they're going to give me some good news. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're going to go... Well, like, sometimes they can be bad news. It's, it's not always right, man. You never know. So sometimes you go... Got to cast the die and fight out, Chris. You, you go with good intentions to commune. Yeah. But sometimes they give you news or it's like, no, 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 no. Speaking of die, new trailer for uh, Fast and Furious Presents, colon, uh, Snake Eyes, a G.I. Joe origin story. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, she calls him like snake eyes and then he holds out his hand and he's got some dice and he's got two eyes and oh. it's like oh is this the kind of movie we have to yes. look forward to uh huh yes it is uh, also a new trailer for um uh I saw the, new, the green the new Green Knight trailer again which is awesome but what's the other one the movie that they even pushed and now it's a new trailer for it and I was like damn all this marketing is so good and oh fucking the new trailer for Candyman Okay, cool. Whoa. That movie's going to be good, good. I can't wait. I mean, the trailer I saw a year ago looked good. Yes, so. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> They've been killing it with the marketing. The old trailers are good. The new ones are even better. I'm in. I'm into this. I can't wait for Candyman. August something. August 20th, something like that. Um, all right. You know what? We're going to take a break. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be right back with the second half of the show. And let me think how, what's the best, you know how I'm going to do this, this is how I'm going to do this. I started putting together my, my movie news for the week, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, weirdly for this week, a decent amount of stories that required a um, a brief resurrection of this week in rape culture. But I was like, God, do I want to do that to Drew Cogburn psychically? Do I want to do that to him on this day of our our, 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 our you, Lord? You don't care about damaging me psychically. I do. Liar. I do. I do. I do. I do. I want you. I want you to relax. Little children. This case Independence in point. Day. I honestly, case and I, point. I, I honestly. <laughs> I was like, "This is a you, funny movie." You, you, is, you, you. These guys will appreciate this actively movie. Actively, I didn't think conspired to scar no, me for life. I, I, <laughs> I didn't think it was had that effect, and succeeded. I did not think it had that effect. I did not. I thought you guys would enjoy the movie as much as I enjoyed the movie. That's all. That's all. I was like, "There's an NFL film sequence that's very silly and funny." <laughs> they'll enjoy that. Kate Winslet's new. They'll probably enjoy that. You know. Oh boy! Rorschach wears a diaper on a swing and stabs himself in the penis. He doesn't stab repeatedly. himself. He doesn't stab himself. He just cuts it off and then he says, "Like I promise, my mom will be good." That's all. Because he's a pedo. So uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, like, I don't want to do that to you. So uh, I, I pre-recorded all the stories. We got a this week in rape culture uh, segment that people can listen to now, or if you want to, you can skip it. It's three minutes long. It's up to you. But we talking. We talking. Cosby, we talking James Franco, we talking the Nexium sex cult, we talking uh, Weinstein, all all the biggies are in here, guys. Uh, so listen, enjoy question mark, and then we'll be back with a second half of the show with movie news, TV news, hot goss, 
what's Ryan Gosling up to? We'll find out. And uh, of course, we have an email and the Facebook group. We have a question in there. So that's what's in store for the second half of the show. We shall be right back. This week in rape culture, Redux. The cows have come home to roost as the first target of the hashtag MeToo movement has had his day in court reversed. Let's join our correspondent, uh, Michelle Fleury, in Philadelphia for the latest there, Michelle. Hugh, for the last two years, this has been where Bill Clinton has called home, where Bill Clinton has called home, where Bill Clinton has called home. But tonight, he will sleep in his own bed after the bombshell decision by Pennsylvania's Supreme Court to overturn his conviction of sexual assault. Celebrities have come out with their hot takes on this news. Former The Cosby Show star Felicia Rashad initially tweeted, Finally, a terrible wrong is being righted. A miscarriage of justice is corrected. Said Geraldo Rivera, Told you so on hashtag Bill Cosby. He was convicted by a court so tainted by public opinion and social pressure that it allowed obviously prejudicial evidence and improper witnesses. Not one to beat around the bush, 50 Cent tweeted, My son Bill beat that case. D.L. Hughley tweeted, hashtag Juneteenth 2021 and hashtag Cosby being released are cool. But it ain't. Hashtag police reform. Thank you, DL, and thank you, celebrities, for your opinions. Said there in uh, Michelle's introduction to the story, uh, when she mistakenly said Bill Clinton uh, instead of Bill Cosby, we apologize for the mistake. The story, of course, is about Bill Cosby, the entertainer. Meanwhile, Alison Mack, known for her role in the sex cult Nexium, has been sentenced to three years in prison for participating in the WB sitcom Smallville. The legal system continues to thrive. Furthermore, actor James Franco has reached a settlement with his own sexual abuse accusers, paying $2.2 million to his former students while releasing the following statement. While defendants continue to deny the allegations in the complaint, they acknowledge that plaintiffs have raised important issues, and all parties strongly believe that now is a critical time to focus on addressing the mistreatment of women in Hollywood. So nice of James Franco to pay out over $2 million while pleading not guilty in order to, quote, focus on addressing the mistreatment of women, end quote, while not actually learning anything himself. And finally, Quentin Tarantino told Joe Rogan that he knew about Harvey Weinstein's, quote, unwanted advances, end quote, towards women at the time and wished he did more. Specifically, well, I wish I had done more um, during the time. And a lot of people, like, read a lot of what that could possibly mean. Right. Well, actually, what it means is I wish I had talked to the guy. I wish I had sat him down and had the uncomfortable conversation. I didn't know about any rapes or anything like that. I just, you know, but I, I knew he was, you know, I, I like I chalked it up to the boss chasing the secretary around the desk you know, as if that's OK. But I mean, that's how I right. that's how I kind of looked at it. Sure, Quentin Tarantino made his career with the help of this fat, disgusting sexual predator. But don't worry, people. He wished that he would have talked to Weinstein. 
so brave. Next week on This Week in Rape Culture, Redux. Will Harvey Weinstein fire his legal team and replace him with Bill Cosby's? gentlemen we are back did you listen to this week in rape culture a redux 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 or uh did you skip it because you're like my heart can't take it so there you go it's almost like a trigger warning that's the more progressive friendly version of cinema crispy so always trying to think of uh our our listeners i guess are we No. no i just wanted to try something different and it was fun. Had a good time. I'll never do it again. Drusa Cogburn, how you doing, buddy? Doing. You feeling good with the nicotine rush going through you? Do you uh-huh. even feel it anymore? What's no. going on with those cigarettes? But it's a, it's a, it's just an it, awful. It's a money habit. pit. It's an awful habit. It's mm-hmm. it's one way that you're deteriorating your quality of life. I'm not yes. saying killing you, because we're all dying. No, it is. We're it, gonna it is, die. It, it is killing me. But something else may kill you though. Mm-hmm. In which case, who gives a shit? Yeah. Right? Well, if you die in a car accident, then all the cigarettes, you could have smoked all the cigarettes. Yeah. Right? What I'm saying is. Kurt Vonnegut called it the honorable suicide. Is it honorable death? Because it takes so long. It, it's, it's guaranteed death. It just takes a while. Interesting. I mean, yeah, I guess your odds are so high, genetically speaking, of it being harmful for you. Yeah. It very rare is a person who can just smoke and smoke and smoke it, and they're fine. Yeah. Right? Mm hmm. But those people who exist. And we call those the Eternals. Coming to theaters November from the... the right? Isn't that one of the Eternals? Something I have like no that. idea what the Eternals is. I haven't even seen the trailer yet. I haven't watched it. I'm sure we'll see it in front of Black Widow next week. Um, Cinema Crespity. So... Uh, what did I say we were going to do first on Facebook? Right? Uh-huh. Patreon, Patreon.com slash Crespity. So is the thing I want to emphasize at the moment. Drusa Cogburn. Uh... Uh, we are shedding patrons. I don't know what's going on. Right. It's terrible. I don't know yeah. if it's the economy. This whole quitting your job thing doesn't have to extend to the Patreon, guys. Or I may- don't know why you're freaking out. Or may- maybe they just don't They like just realize it, Or they just stop listening. Like, you know, yeah. I actually don't listen to this. I was trying. It was for good intentions. But I Perhaps. guess that's... It I, happens. I've done the same thing. It's it fine. Happens, it, it happens. It's fine. So uh, the whole thing about the failing, the continuing, continuing mm-hmm. fail. Oh, we're, it's getting worse. We're failing in a whole new way. It's fantastic. People are bailing or, or reducing their thing. Fun. And, uh, it's interesting, yeah. actually. People were gung-ho at first, and all of a sudden they're gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's cool. I'm not freaking out about it. At because all. it is our country's birthday, baby. That's right. This year, this day, 200 years ago, Jesus Christ 
died for our sins so that we could have capitalism. And we are here to celebrate that on Cinema Crest Media. So, Drusa Cogburn, what is your favorite Fourth of July memory? Uh, I mean, probably just fireworks as a kid. You know, just out in front of my house, blowing shit up for a day. I remember being scared and, by fireworks when and, I was a kid. And being, like, it was it was the time when I could actually blow things up with explosives. And, like, no one was thinking twice about it. That's true. <laughs> Way less time... helicopter parents yeah. back then. Uh-huh. But you got, like, uh, like M80 type explosives oh, what, back then? Whatever I wanted, man. I could only so get, here's like, the, the thing. little tanks and the snakes and those little bullshits. Uh, the bullshit. So, it, at least back in the day... Like, you couldn't get fireworks in Florida. Right. Legally. Right. I mean, up until very recently. Yeah. I mean, within the last few years, did they make any sort of exception? It's a three-day exception. Yeah. It's New Year- uh, July 4th, mm-hmm. New Year's, and what's the third day allow for? There's a third day they allow for um, fireworks. No. Why is it escaping me? Can you think of it? Don't know. Why is that? I can't think about it. It's weird. Christmas? Go for it. You're saying. Anyway. But uh, I would always go to North Carolina for Thanksgiving. Yes. So on our way back, we would always stop somewhere in like South Carolina or Georgia and pick up fireworks for the Fourth of July. So you get next like, year. You could sit on them, put them in the attic. You have yeah. explosives up there in the yes. attic, waiting for Fourth of July because uh-huh. I blow that shit off. And then cops are like, "Who's blowing up them fireworks?" Yeah, that's hysterical. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was, I mean, so- somehow everybody. Did the same thing, at least on my street. Like, everybody had fireworks on 4th of July. Uh, So, fireworks are illegal, quote-unquote, in Los Angeles County. Mm -hmm. Uh, But especially last year when everyone was home, stuck home for COVID and no one could leave. Uh, the news, people, you can look at this up, it's very funny. The news were flooded with images like helicopter shots and drone shots of Los Angeles on the 4th of July. People just, just yeah. Fire, like, <laughs> as far as your, I could see, explosions. And then, of course, people then took, like, the Blade Runner music, the yeah. intro, and put that over it. And, and uh, oh, my God, it was fucking great. Yeah, sure. uh, hope, hopefully it'll be similar this year. But it, it's illegal, though. No. Where all those people get those fireworks from? Dudes with tents. <laughs> so, I mean, why is, it, why is it even illegal then? You know? I don't know. Exactly. It's a bunch of bullshit. Just give the people the explosives. It's Rome is burning. Just give us the bread. bread. Give bread us the circus. circus. Come on, guys. We have the reality TV. I watch America's Got Talent. Oh, that was part of my media diet. I watch America's Got, America's Got Talent. And there was this lady, Trisha Cogburn, who did this quick change act. That when it started, I was like, a quick change act, seriously, that's what's going on. By the end, I was like, whoa! Okay. Are you kidding me? Like, shit was fucking, the she, I, I can't, I ain't gonna bother to describe it. Okay. And I also, you know, tell you to, to watch it, because who gives a shit? It's America's Got Talent. Yeah. Uh, Agreed. But I, I just happened to watch an episode. Good for you. It was mostly fucking trash. <laughs> mostly fucking. So what you're saying is America has very little talent. No. The, the Americans on stage doing their thing. They're cool. It's the show. Okay. Fuck Howie Mandel. Fuck that dude. Howie Mandel uh, still does uh, stand-up comedy. You know, he goes club to club or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he, when he was here in town, he for sure, uh, this is like second-hand, third-hand, take it for what he will, grain of salt. But this is for sure what happened. He tries, to, he buys jokes from comedians when he goes around. Like whoever the openers, the local openers are, he'll listen to their sets and then he'll fucking uh, offer to buy their jokes so he can just put them in his set because that's how a lot of these old school guys work. He's that type of, type of guy. I love Bobby's World. <laughs> okay. Put that out there. 
It's, okay. not, it's not all Howie Mandel hate yeah. train here. Uh, also, you ever see Walk Like a Man? This is weirdly a movie. Man, maybe we should do it for the Patreon. That's why people are fleeing the podcast, because <laughs> we're talking about movies like Walk Like a Man. There's this weirdly movie that I watched a lot when I was a kid. Howie Mandel played... It's a, it's a wolf boy scenario. He plays a, a person who was raised by animals in the wild, uh, but then someone like discovers him and tries to turn him into a civilized human. And uh, Weird. Yes. And I have not seen it in literally... Two and a half decades, maybe? I've never seen it. And you've never even seen it. Man, I don't know if it's, that, that could be torture. It could be bad. <laughs> it could be bad. Howie Mandel. And I can picture the, the cover art, the the VHS box. That sounds it's, awful. And it's him in a uh, like in a tuxedo, but crouched down like a like an animal, like a monkey, with an, like another guy holding like yeah. a leash. Yeah, this is going to be bad. Yeah, that's right? bad. That's bad. It's going to be bad. We'll, we'll save that for the dying days of the Patreon, okay. where it's like we're, we're truly... Um, our way uh, this, out. this is it. We're over. Yeah. I'm ready to set fire to the whole thing and and uh, just, just pretend just, it never happened. Just get a second job at a fast food place and just collect some paychecks. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they need help. They need workers. They, do. they need workers. Dude, everybody needs help. I'm, I'm so tempted to get a job somewhere because apparently everyone needs work. I'm like, I'll work. I need money. <laughs> Come on. You can get a second job in the restaurant industry right now doing anything, 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 anything anywhere. Uh, it's ridiculous. Isn't it? It's pretty crazy. So. Um, Patreon.com slash Crespedisa. We just did an episode on Blowout. We got the 12 months of Batman. Uh, we're having a lot of fun. Uh, you can, if you're on Facebook, get off it. More and more people are getting off it. That's great. If you're not off it and you're in our Facebook group, I leave a comment slash question thread. People can leave questions there and we'll respond to them like this. Uh, Joshua Brutal Jewel got at us. What's up, Brutal Jewel? Uh, can we discuss the, the Tomorrow War? How the heck did James Cameron not sue this company for infringement on the Terminator story? Because it's like a time travel. Uh, we got to get him. We got to kill him from the past. Go to the future type thing. I mean, it's vague enough. It's all the same. Skydance produced... Um, the last two Terminator movies? Really? Yeah. They're not good. That's what I'm saying. Skydance <laughs> is bad. They're like the anti-824. They're bad, man. They're, when, they're I, when I see Skydance pop up, I'm like, fuck. My expectations go down. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's vague enough. What do you think, Drew? It's I just, mean... Because it's just time travel. Yeah, I mean... I was about to say this more. It's more like Terminator meets a family movie meets aliens, but there's no robot. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, I mean they're they're already ripping off hardcore other things. It, I mean it's all art. It's all mashed together. How do you want to do it? No. Have fun with it. It it is what it is, right? Uh, it's fine. I think it's it's fine. It's fine. It, it's it's not going to supplant Terminator or Terminator Two. No, actually, I mean people will probably forget about this movie by tomorrow. Or <laughs> oh shit. I see what you did there. We actually have a story about Terminator 2 coming up in the second half. Maybe just the first one. Uh, no, about the second one. Uh, but before we get there, people can email us, cinemacrespediso at gmail.com. Uh, and we'll read it on the show like this. Uh, Carmella gets at us. What's up, Carmella? I, t- I took <laughs> the long long breath. <laughs> I took this joke idea from Seth Meyers, so I don't want to claim it as my own. The rules are simple. This is a title, a book about Trump, or is it a Seagal movie? 
I'm mostly using lesser known and more recent Seagal movies, since I know you guys did deep dives on a lot of the Seagal movies on Patreon. The Trump books have both pro and anti points of view answers at the bottom. Good luck, Professor Crespo, Andrew Sifer, the bad boy of podcasting. All right, so sounds like he has a list of titles, and it's either a Seth Meyers book. No, it's either a Donald... Wait, no, it's a Seth Meyers bit. It's a Donald Trump book. Or a, or is it a Steven Seagal movie? Or Steven Seagal movie. Donald Trump book or Steven Seagal movie. Go. Number one. Attrition. Attrition. Uh, that is a Steven Seagal movie. Yes, it is. Yes. You're right, from 2018. Yes. Uh, number two. China Salesman. China Salesman's gotta be Donald Trump. Wrong! Steven Seagal from 2017! God damn it, Steven Seagal. Okay, okay. <laughs> Number three, Code of Honor. Code of Honor is 100% Steven Seagal. Yep, from 2016. Yes. Number four, The Tip of a Spear. Uh, I got the tip of my spear <laughs> right here for you. That's uh, Steven Seagal. Yes. Yes. How many books did, did Donald Trump write? He didn't write Art of Art of Something, Art of the Deal. I'm just, I mean, we'll right. see. All right, here we go. Although w- one of these has got to be wrong, at least with it with, with what year it's from. It's fine though. Okay. Uh, number five, follow the money. Donald Trump. Yeah. Number six, the reckoning. Steven Seagal. Donald Trump. God damn it. Number seven, a good man. A good man. I'm a good man. I'm a good man. I'm trying to imagine which which fat idiot would say that. I'm a good man. Uh, Donald Trump. Steven Seagal, Fuck. 2014. Fuck. Uh, number eight, Above the Law. That's goddamn our man Steven Seagal. Yeah, 1988. Hell yeah, it is. Uh, number nine, Black Dawn. Black Dawn is Steven Seagal. Yes. That's an airplane movie. Number ten, Born to Fight. That's a... Uh, is that a Donald Trump book? Yes, it is. What an idiot. Born to fight. I'd love to see him in a fight. I would love to see him in a fight. <laughs> Born to raise hell. Also Donald Trump? Steven Seagal, okay. 2010. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. That makes more sense. Damn. Is that it? Yeah. Damn. I think I did pretty bad on that one, but that was still pretty good. Yeah. That was awful. And thanks for coming we appreciate it. That made me think of all the Juice of Chicago versus the World. Remember when yeah, we used to do it all the time? I, I, I was thinking about that recently when uh, that's the we were with the fucking Iron yeah. Iron Ironhide si- Ironhide. I think it was from the sound effect that we used in Kill Bill. Ah, the good old days. But were they? Oh, we, no, they were all bad. <laughs> they were all bad. Memory makes the heart grow fonder. Distance makes the heart grow fonder. Anyway, Drew Chicago, we have here uh, the the stories that don't deal with rape. Uh, pertaining to such as this, uh, what am I looking at? Here we go. Here's the biz. You want to talk about the biz? Yes. yes. <laughs> sure. Uh, Bloomhouse produced or came in as producers on the movie Boss Level. Do you remember okay. that movie? Did you see that movie? Yes. Do you remember it? Vaguely. Right. I don't remember it. It's like it wiped my memory. I could barely remember this movie. Yeah. Oh, there, there was some sort of like time variance thing where he kept. Re- it, it was Groundhog Day, but action. Groundhog Day, but action. Frank Grillo, Mel Gibson. I barely yeah. remember it. I for mm-hmm. sure saw it. I barely remember it. This was like two months ago. Um, we're not talking about Walk Like a Man. We're talking about a movie that was just a couple months ago. 
Bloomhouse apparently came in late on this movie and uh, it was testing poorly. So they were like, we will re-edit the movie. We will pay for reshoots and we will also bring our creative resources to this. And then if it works and you guys are able to then sell this to a distributor, we want uh, 5% of whatever your sale is. Uh, the producers agreed. They cut the deal with Bloomhouse. Bloomhouse did their thing with the editing. It worked. And it it yeah. apparently worked, right? Uh, Hulu bit and they sold and the producers have not paid the bloom house and now bloom house has to sue these motherfuckers for their money yeah. but now they owed him like the five percent was nothing they owed him the, for what they owed him and then for what they're suing them now they should have just paid them yeah because they're well, usually the way it works it is the way it works so they're suing them for like three times the amount for what mm-hmm. they owed them and they're gonna have and if they lose they're gonna have to pay lawyer fees yes. and this at the other oh God, idiots why do people why are people so shady for like that it makes sense people who would hire Mel Gibson to be in their movie would somehow also be shady, right? Mm, yeah. Goddamn Mel Gibson. I feel like a piece of shit for watching that movie. It's not even good. And I watch it. It's got Mel Gibson in it. That's, that's a moral failure on my part. But uh, I'm sure one of many to come. Yeah, again, like none of this matters, right? It's all, <laughs> it's all whether I live or die at the end of the day. Am I still alive? Okay, well then let's do this again. The uh, Raya and the Last Dragon apparently... Uh, was the second most watched uh, streaming title on Disney Plus. Okay. Uh, and you know who's starting? Know who's starting to track um, streaming stats? Nielsen, the old Nielsen okay. ratings, yeah. who've been around forever. They're tra- they're trying to stay relevant, and they're and they're tracking internet stats. They said that Raya was watched 1.08 billion viewing minutes. Okay, so how long is the movie? Uh, hour and a half. Okay, ninety so minutes. One point eight billion divided by ninety. One point zero eight billion. Okay. Million or billion? Billion. Okay. One point zero eight billion minutes. Divide that by ninety. And this is for one week, the week of May 31st through June 6th. And it made it I mean, this... that's, that's 12 million views. 12 million views, damn. So 12 million people watched it. As... So 12 million, and how much did average movie take it? Uh, $9, I believe, across the country when you're taking all the matinees. That would be $108 million. No, yeah, that'd be $108 million. Goddamn, Disney, you leave a lot of money on the table doing that shit. Uh, Ryan's a pretty good movie. I enjoyed it. So, uh, then for sure, it's it's good for them. And this was only over the course of one week. So, like a $100 million a week, I suppose, a weekend. Uh, Made it the second most viewed thing on the internet uh, when it comes to movies behind or uh, even TV shows. Because the number one thing, Drew, is Lucifer on Netflix. Okay. Which is crazy, because that show... It's about the devil. But it's a Netflix... No, it's a NBC show that got canceled. And then Netflix picked it up. So uh, it, it's a canceled show that's had a second life on this fucking streaming service. And it's like the most watched goddamn thing. Isn't that crazy? And I've never... I haven't seen one second. <clears throat> have you Have you watched it? I mean, I've seen advertisements for it. <laughs> Other than that, no, I've not watched it. <laughs> okay, so I was going to say, come on. I haven't even seen it. Not if you've seen advertisements for it. Well, you said I haven't seen this. You said you haven't seen a single second. I've okay, seen, okay. I've seen a second it. in an advertisement. Okay, okay, fair, fair, fair. I've seen still photos. <laughs> That's fair. All those photos add up to uh, frames. Yeah. Frames equal seconds. I see what you're saying now. Um, Ryan the Last Dragon. It was pretty good. 
It was fine. It features Aquafina as the voice of the dragon. And you're like, is that Joan Rivers? No, it's Aquafina. Oh, oh. okay. Oh, interesting. They have the same voice. Um, this is awesome. First off, uh, did you see the Bill Pullman did the uh, Independence Day speech for Budweiser? No, nice. Yeah, I mean, come on. We, I'm yeah. sure he's got a mortgage. Mm-hmm. It's fine. He's got a mortgage. The Independence Day team... Uh, Roland Emmerich, etc., revealed that the studio initially did not want to cast Will Smith. Uh, and the quote that uh, Emmerich says is that he was told, um, no, we don't like Will Smith. He's unproven. He doesn't work in international markets. And then the direct, uh, this is the producer. He said, they said, you cast a black guy in this part, you're going to kill foreign box office. Our argument was, well, the movie is about space aliens. It's going to do fine, foreign um, so they stood up for Will Smith and tried to get him cast because they felt he was the right choice. Him and Goldblum specifically together was the right choice yeah. for this movie. Um, of course, they were right. The movie grossed, this is 1996, grossed $800 million yeah. worldwide. It was huge. It was a gigantic hit. Um, Spielberg apparently told Roland Emmerich, uh, it says here, quote, Spielberg invited us to the Jurassic Park 2 set. And the first line he says to Dean and me, is the uh, his producer you guys reinvented the blockbuster after this movie nobody can do a normal blockbuster anymore yeah no that is how big independence day was at that time for sure and they blew up the fucking white house for christ's sake (laughs) and 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 that was one of the that was the first time you had ever seen that before yeah and people like cared about the presidency too it wasn't like a a a stained thing forever and Mm -hmm. ever Mm. the um all the monuments being exploded, all the buildings, the the size of that movie was for sure like it was for sure like the biggest movie, yeah. just visually, spectacle wise of its time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when Independence Day Resurgence came out, yeah. it was like eh, computers, <laughs> right? Isn't yeah. that weird? Uh huh. We've come so far around now to the on the spectacle thing, uh, and then of course Will Smith, international superstar. I mean, come on, guys, stop being. I don't want to stop being racist. The goddamn Fast and Furious movies, uh, and also the Triple X movies, hugely successful, specifically because Vin Diesel's all like, we have to cast these things with, uh, like, diversely. Uh, we have to have as many different people in here as possible. Uh, I mean, the right people, obviously, yeah. acting-wise, but uh, <clears throat> the Fast and Furious movies could easily be all white dudes. Easily. Easy. It could be all Scott Eastwoods and, uh, what's his name, and... What's James Conn, Scott Conn, mm-hmm. and all this son, and Casey yeah. Affleck's and all this shit, right? <clears throat> no, fuck them. We got that chick from Game of Thrones. Ludacris, it's his only acting job he does now, yeah. right? That's all he shows up for. I'm sure he's so rich, he's like, I don't give a shit. He's Otherwise, part of the family. Family, hey, family, <laughs> all right, yeah. <laughs> fuck. Um, speaking of, actually, let's talk about some new movies. Speaking of Fast and Furious, uh, Vin Diesel wants to start shooting part one. So it's a trilogy that they're doing, but instead of doing Fast 9 and then 10, 11, he says it's going to be Fast 10, Part 1, and Part 2. So it's going to be the so it's going to be 10 movies total. 10 movies, 11 movies, but t- it's going to be ten, 10 parts. F10. F10. FX. That's already a movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's already a movie. Uh, yes, so FX, Part 1. 
And part two, we'll be filming. He wants to start filming like right away, that by, by the end, of, by the beginning of next year, I think. And he wants them to start coming out at, by the end of twenty twenty two, and then twenty twenty three. He wants to crank these things out. He also wants to make a um, uh, uh, what's her name, Cipher spinoff movie that's already in the works. Uh, so whatever, I don't know if it's a prequel, sequel, what's going on? But they want a movie centered on the Charlie's Theron character, which is like. Talk about ambitious, man. They also, yeah. They also got those ladies of the Fast and Furious movie that they eventually want to make. Good for them. Good for everybody. They also have a Netflix animated show for kids. I think. Okay. Yeah. No? Yeah? No? I think so. Also, he wants to make Riddick 4. That'll watch. Yeah, he says that's happening. He says that's happening. That's a, such a weird movie franchise. What a strange. The Riddick. Oh, yeah. My God. Pitch Black was just a thing. Now, all of a sudden, there's like all these other movies. Yeah. And the video game. That, that, dude, Escape from Butcher Bay was a good video was game. Good-ass game. <laughs> it's a, it was a surprisingly good game. Like, video games based on movies are traditionally Awful. bad, and it, bad. And it, and it doesn't work the other way. You can't take a video game and apparently make a movie out of it. So strange. But Vin Diesel figured it out. At least on the video game part. <laughs> God damn. Because he was like, <clears throat> not instrumental, but he, he had his input. He added a little voice work or whatever. I mean, he, he was like a producer on the game. Anyway, good good, good for him, that 50-year-old weirdo. He also had that song that came out that people actually liked. Like, people unironically enjoyed whatever. There the, was a song. He put out a song a few months ago. Uh, it's AHS, my summer jam or whatever. And then, uh, and people were like, this actually slaps. There were people were right into okay. it. Oh, God. <laughs> Goddamn, okay. Goddamn Vin Diesel. Um, I don't, I can't recall on what episode and what capacity we were talking about Scott Weiland recently. Yeah. He's dead. Dead. We, I think we thought that maybe he was alive. Oh, okay. Possibly. Maybe. Maybe we were talking about someone else. Perhaps. He's dead. And, uh, someone wants to make a movie about him. The this uh who is who are these people? They these ladies are starting their own production company and this production company's first movie is gonna be a movie that they're writing about Scott Weiland. Okay. Uh he died in twenty fifteen at the age of forty eight. Uh Dark Pictures and Orion Williams have acquired the book rights to Not Dead and Not For Sale, his memoir. Oh yeah, I mean he was a '90s fucking rock god. Yeah, it's all about his, uh, his '90s rock. Sure, I'm sure Calgary. he. Did, I'm sure he did lots of weird shit, and then also lots of uh, <clears throat> drugs and whatnot. Well, and I all. mean he was a heroin addict, so. and and it was the '90s. Yeah, heroin was very chic in the '90s. So, uh, yep, Scott Wilde movie coming about, uh, you know, SCP, and then I guess a little bit of Velvet Revolver. <sighs> yes. <laughs> uh, Aquaman two. Dos. Uh, one of your favorite DC characters. No, not really. Yeah. You can get that. What, did you get that Aquaman tattoo appointment yet? <clears throat> no. You still, you still waiting to set that appointment? The, um... <laughs> no? Is that no. The movie's officially titled Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Okay. But often when movies are shot, they use uh, working titles. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's to like hide that a certain movie's being made. Sometimes it's just for funsies or whatever. Uh, so James Wan, the director of this, 
put out a, uh, what is this, a photo on his social medias, and it's a picture of the clapboard uh, on a set, on like a snowy-looking set. And the title on here is Necris, N-E-C-R-U-S. It looks like a really cheesy metal band logo. Like, we are yeah, Necris, right? <laughs> like, from the 90s. From the 90s, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Cleveland, we are Necris. <laughs> so, uh, with that information out there, apparently there are seven kingdoms of Atlantis, and um, the seventh kingdom is presumably this one. It's going to be Necris. is the working title. Blah blah blah. It's a it's an underwater city, but with a twist that exists for brief moments of time, and it's never located in the same location twice. This is from the Aquaman wiki, okay. because of course there is one. Yeah. Necris, like Atlantis, is another domed underwater city. Unlike Atlantis, Necris has a more unstable status in the ocean. It only exists on the material plane for brief periods of time. It also has no fixed location, always appearing at different points when it, once again, manifests in the sea. Well, I wonder if it manifests like... On part of Atlantis, destruction. Oh, see, there we go. That could be fun. That could be fun. Um, apparently, it it owes it it owes its existence to an alien satellite that periodically enters Earth's orbit as it moves through the galaxy. Earth's magnetic field triggers a device built into the satellite that opens up a whole dimensional space from the whole universe. Location is entirely dependent on the position of satellite. What the movie's gonna be about? The movie's gonna be about this. Uh, this one, maybe we're talking about satellites and, and aliens. Alien satellites, and, yeah. And a city that uh-huh. just appears. Yeah. This is gonna Underwater. Be, this is gonna be bad, Drew. This movie's gonna be bad. I mean, perhaps. Drew. The first one wasn't all that good. I mean, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the DC bar's a lot lower than the Marvel bar. Yeah. I'll tell you. Um, so anyway, it used to be a lot higher than the Marvel bar. That's true, man. We got goddamn I mean, Superman movie, Batman movies. Come on, Nolan I about, movies. I was about to say, Chris Nolan hasn't made a goddamn Marvel movie. Shit, shit. <laughs> yeah, let me see Chris Nolan's. Uh, uh, what, what, what's Chris Nolan gonna make? What's left? Do- Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> He's not, it's already being made. Just like I would. Uh, Scott Atkins. Speaking of Doctor Strange, because Scott Atkins mm-hmm. had had his ass uh, killed by Died. a cape yeah. in, uh, in the first one, uh-huh. um, he joined John Wick Four. Cool. Yeah, so that, that's a that's just a fun bit of casting there. Yeah. That, it makes sense. Why not? If we're gonna... I'm surprised he hasn't been in the franchise earlier. It sort of makes me think that too. Like, yeah. Wait a second. Has it wasn't he in the first one? Yeah, you're right. He should have been in the fucking first one. He's goddamn uh, Brit Fleck. Shout outs to Brit Fleck. Shout outs to Billy D up in New York City. Isle of Blood on the Instagrams and the Twitters and the Billy D snaps. And uh, what else does he have? Other things. Other things. <laughs> um, speaking of Charlie Theron earlier, Cypher. Uh, Old Guard 2. Mm-hmm. Script. Done. Shooting next year. Okay. Hopefully, it'll be better than the first one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea. It's a fun idea. I like people involved. Uh, first, the movie was, eh, it was all right. It was okay. It was, right. it was whatever. I watched it the one time. It was good. But uh, no reason why the second one couldn't be like uh, yeah. something cool. Also, they got that whole thing with the, um, they're like these Im- immortal people, right? And that 
the first one ended with the reveal that like one of the immortals they uh like locked them in some sort of underwater coffin mm-hmm. where they were like uh dying they're drowning but then they wake up they resurrected and, and they, they keep drowning over and yeah. over and that apparently has been happening for like I don't know hundreds of years and now that person drove somebody crazy and now that person's dug up and be like I'm here to take my revenge and shit that's the movie I do want to see that yeah. sounds like a good movie they took a whole two hours to set up the movie that I want to see they better not blow it yeah they, well, better, they better not yeah. blow it that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying mm-hmm. <clears throat> they better blow it Chris you know what Drew when you write you write <laughs> and I'm not gonna argue okay <laughs> I'm not gonna argue with you when you're right because you're probably right. Uh, let's talk about some TV stuff. Uh, we have, uh, and when I say TV stuff, it's all movie related. Because we have movie, we have TV adaptations of Alien, uh, A League of Their Own, and uh, that's the only time I'm talking about right now. But those- okay, I mean, I I could see you know, episodic versions in the Alien universe. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised it hasn't happened, but before <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Set on Earth episodes. The show is being done by Noah Hawley. Okay. Our Legion Fargo person. And uh, according to the word around Campfire, what's going on, really, Scott is also, you know, he's involved in the show as well. So, Alien coming on the FX network. Hello. And then A League of Their Own is being developed with a whole new cast, including uh, Abby Hoffman. Abby Hoffman, is that her name? From uh, Broad City. Okay. Right? And uh, that, that, that I could see that being a series. That could be a great show. Yeah, that could be a fun Easily. show. Easily. Movie was fun, and they cast for the coach, the Tom Hanks role for the show, Nick Offerman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, done. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you. That works. I'll, I'll watch this shit. Come on, it's good. I mean, I, I probably won't watch it, but nah, it watch. works. It'll be feel good. It'll be a good show. Also, I like baseball stuff. See, I'm not all that into baseball. I like baseball so. stuff. Uh, let's see what we got going on here. We um, oh, this is funny. So Dexter is coming back for like a revival, you know, new season. Okay, right. Uh, Dexter was very popular uh, when it came out on Showtime, but I also remember it. Uh, the last season or two, people were not happy with it. And then when it ended, its final episode, people were definitely not happy with uh, the way the show ultimately ended. Uh, now it's, I don't know, 10 years later, new season coming now, a new supposed final season, limited Recon. season. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Michael, what's his name? Michael C. Hall, the guy who plays Dexter, he admits that uh, the original ending that they had was infuriating. And he wants to, he's definitely down for the, the sort of redo yeah. for sure. So for people who are upset about uh, the show, he's part of it. Um, he says that he admitted the show was running on vapor by the time the show concluded. That's not good. You don't, no. want, you don't want to admit that. Um, and then what, I totally support what's happened. The choice of uh, that doesn't matter. Anything. He also revealed that there's stuff in here. And uh, I actually haven't even watched any. No, I never any got Dexter. Dexter. Nope. But I know that John Lithgow played the Trinity Killer yeah. in episode, in season three, I believe. And he is coming back Okay, for this season. Cool. So, John Lithgow's a bad guy again. I'm, I'm like, shit, yeah, should I? Should I be watching what that? Did I watch, what did I just watch? What did you just watch that in? Blowout, baby! <laughs> yeah, yeah! Available on Patreon.com slash So Just came out this past Friday. Uh, we talked about Brian De Palma's Blowout from 1981. John Travolta, Nancy Allen, John Lithgow, Dennis Franz. 
Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Oh, the, the, the Jubilee Bowl. But out of Fourth of July, for sure, Liberty. America fireworks. America, America fireworks. Pew, pew, pew. They had that kind of vibe, for sure. And then uh, a downer ending. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> what a great ending. Such a good ending. Um, good Omens. Back for season two. Okay. Yep. Apparently season one was the entirety of the book. Yeah. No, it was. So, shit. Let's make something up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, is, is Neil Gaiman writing? Because if not... Yeah, Neil Gaiman's on board. Everyone who was working on season one is working season two. Okay. Uh, but it's happening. We're gonna I mean, if Gaiman's on board... Why not, right? Yeah, you know? let's get the further adventures. Of what's his face? What's his face? And uh, and who's he watching? And who's it? Who's it? Who's his, Who's his tits? That's hard to say. I don't know who is his tits. Who's his tits? Uh, Martin Freeman. <laughs> That's who I was talking about specifically. Uh, so Good Omens two coming to Amazon soon, and finally Roku. I like how they uh bought all that Quibi shit and they rebranded Roku Originals, mm-hmm. and then they put out a, a press release where like, oh man, Roku Originals got all these views, which is like way more than, than Quibi ever got. Like really pushing it in uh, Katzenberg's face. Someone at Roku must really hate yeah. Jeffrey Katzenberg. Uh, they one of the shows they got from Quibi uh is a show that it's didn't actually debut like part of the Quibi library not all of it debuted so yeah. they had some stuff in the can that had still not seen the light of day uh, one of those was the Demi Lovato show so that just made its debut on Roku Originals plus they announced that they're going to start funding more of these uh, originals I don't know if they're going to stick to the 10 minute time limit yeah. um, but Roku is finding success with their whole new library of content and uh, now the connections that they can make uh, with all this stuff. And there's all sorts of crazy looking shit on that channel. There we go. Uh, so Roku, guys, you got Roku, ladies, you got Roku, check out that Roku original channel. The Roku channel. And, and, and let us know if any of this stuff is good. There's a Sam Raimi series on there. There's uh, 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 Christoph Waltz is on some show where he's trying to hunt down Chris Hemsworth. Okay. It's Chris versus Chris. Come on can't go wrong with that right uh so that's the tv streaming section we got before we get to hot goss on our way to hot goss we got to make a quick detour into the outrage <laughs> section of the news through chicago we're okay. in time for some outrage all right um you know who's outraged the guy who played boba fett in the original um uh i guess it would just be return of the jedi because that's only okay. gonna be yeah the original of the three he's the only one that he's in right yeah um that's not obviously. That's not the same guy who who's him now. Yeah, no. Who was him in the uh, I guess the prequel, yeah. right? And then now he's him on the on the Mandalorian show. Well, and in his own Boba Fett show. Yes, that is on Boba Fett show, directed by goddamn Robert Rodriguez. Isn't that weird? See, this is the, the simulation's breaking down. <laughs> Nothing makes sense anymore. All the ones and zeros are getting crossed. It's bad. They're starting to make threes. That doesn't. Yeah. This the math doesn't work anymore. Uh, the uh, the system is having a nervous breakdown. So, um, the guy who was the original Boba Fett, his name is Mark Anthony Austin, and he got mad about this, specifically. Uh, so, um, Disney has a deal with Lego, obviously everyone's got a deal with Lego, yeah. and they're putting out a bunch of Lego stuff, and they want a, a Lego version of Boba Fett's ship. Do you know the name of Boba Fett's ship? No. Uh, Star Wars fans, like nerd fans, know that it's called Slave One. Okay. You think Disney wants to put out a product called Slave Anything? No. Right? But he's a bounty hunter in space, like a 
Come on, man. <laughs> it, it, it could be called Bounty One. It could be called Bounty Hunter One. Yeah, but it's not. But it's, it's not, not the name it. of it. It's called Slave One. Uh, so Disney and Lego have decided that they are going to rebrand it simply Boba Fett's spaceship. That's all. It's Boba Fett's spaceship. You know who mad about this? Guess who's mad? Mark Anthony Austin. Okay. Mad, mad. He's so mad. Uh, my ship. My ship. This fucking yeah. egotistical. Uh-huh. He tweets, My ship will forever be slave one. Nothing, not even hashtag Disney can or will change that. This is the way. Get the fuck out of here. No one gives a shit about the uh, this fucking dude. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, he's like, it's me, I'm the original Boba Fett. Like, get the fuck out of here. We got a new Boba Fett. He's, yeah. way, he's way cooler. He took his mask off. We, he, we know what his face looks like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's actually quite important, right? Seeing their face. Uh, we got some more outrage. Speaking of Disney, uh, remember when James Gunn got fired from Disney, from Guardians of the Galaxy and all that shit? Mm-hmm. Because... Uh, because of his old tweets, and I was like, "Cancel culture, boo! Look at cancel culture doing this and cancel this man. His career has crumbled because Bullshit. of his old tweets." <laughs> um, he revealed James Gunn very recently revealed that Disney fired him on a Friday. On Monday, Warner Brothers was hitting him up, being like, "What do you want to make? What do you want to do? <laughs> Let's do it! What? Come on, we want you." He's fresh off the, the success of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, he, he's uh, the hottest, one of the hottest properties in town, um, and he had his choice. And then we talked about this before, where um, he had like an original idea, and then he had some ideas for Disney movies. One of them was a like, fucking crypto to super dog movie, and then mm-hmm. one was Suicide Squad. He developed everything for like a month simultaneously on his own and he found himself gravitating towards Suicide Squad and really liking what he had there and then when he took it to Warner Brothers they're like yes money here (laughs) hit him in the face really hard with a fistful of ones get started as fast as you can please make this thing before Disney uh, changes their mind yes which Disney eventually did right yeah is that crazy? Um. So you, 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 that contract we had. Um. I know we ripped it up, but uh, I mean that was just. Well, we got set. some. We got. We, we got. We got some tape. <laughs> we found some scotch tape. We found some legal scotch tape. <laughs> and apparently, the Twitter mob has moved on from you. They don't. They don't give a shit about you anymore. The Republican Twitter mob. People who hate cancel culture that canceled you do not give a shit. Uh, you want to make Guardians three? He's like, yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course I do. Can I also make a Christmas special? Yeah, yeah, you can. Of course you can. That cool. <laughs> Come on, I'm on top of the world. Who cares that I tweeted about wanting to rape the boy next to me in a movie theater? That was his tweet. One of his tweets. Um, who gives a shit? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's all. It's all a bunch of nonsense. I clicked on the wrong thing there. Mm-hmm. I, I clicked on the rape stories. Um. Oh, we have some more outrage. Here's a Cogburn. Uh, uh, this is actually just funny. Um. Again, the whole how people are, you know, projecting hypocritical. Uh, don't don't point out the speck in my eye before you take out the plank in yours. Mm-hmm. That's our. That's you know. Uh, I think I read that in a Bazooka Joe rapper, okay. bubblegum rapper one day. Um, Carlos Mencia just wanted to throw something out there real quick. Okay, that uh, that uh, Mr. Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. He he got paid a hundred million dollars by Spotify to have one of the most popular shows on the planet, listened by millions and millions of people. Gets the most popular. Whoever wants to be on the shows on the show, right? Uh, but he has been lamenting Joe Rogan about how straight white men are not allowed to talk freely anymore and be the straight straight white men. Yeah, that's a whole that's a whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
just, you know, society's wokeness is strangling the straight white menery out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, cancel culture, cancel culture, et cetera, et cetera. So Carlos Mencia was like, oh, hey, Joe Rogue, remember the time you came up on stage and accused me of uh, of uh, joke stealing? Mm-hmm. And then and then your buddy uh, like recorded that mm-hmm. and then edited it together with a bunch of jokes. And then you essentially like tanked my career. Yeah, I remember that. You remember, remember that, Joe Rogue, when you tried to cancel my career back then, Joe Rogue? Mr. I remember that. Mr. Hate Cancel Culture. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if Joe Rogan remembers that. Probably not. Because he's a piece of fucking roided out shit. You see the size of his head? It's like a pumpkin. Dude, I, I, looks don't, like pay Bonds. Te- I don't pay attention to Joe Rogan uh, at all. I, I just happened to, I, I pulled some, uh, Quentin Tarantino was just on the Joe Rogan podcast. Okay. So I, I pulled a bit of audio for our uh, Redux rape segment. And um, man, Joe, his head. Big, Huge. big red Bald head, gross. It's, it's, uh, he needs to chill on the uh, whatever HGH he's got going on. These dudes do. So um, anyway, Carlos Mencia just got a interesting point. Um, speaking of Quentin Tarantino, uh, doubling down on as you may remember this when Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out. There's a scene where uh, uh, Bruce Lee uh, gets into a fight mm-hmm. with a, a, st- a stunt man played yeah. by Brad Pitt, and they have like sort of a like one knocks one person down once, the other one knocks the other one down the other time, and then before they could like kind of settle it, the fight gets interrupted, uh, and then people are like, "Oh, why are you showing Bruce Lee as being like this fucking arrogant asshole? Uh, why are you so disrespectful to you know this movie that's venerating all these white people? Why is your one colored person like such a shithead?" Um, and at the time, Tarantino was like. He had his arguments. He argued back. It's come up again because he's doing the rounds for his fucking book version of mm-hmm. the movie. And uh, he doubled down and he told anyone that has problems with his portrayal of Bruce Lee in his movie. And then he did throw the caveat. Besides his daughter, Sharon Lee, because it's her father and I get it is like what he said. Yeah. It's a, it's a, that's a different thing and I get that. But everyone else can go suck a dick. Is is okay. th- is the quote from Mr. Tarantino to the outrage machine about his portrayal of Bruce Lee? Uh, I, I personally I see both sides of the argument. Uh, it's kind of gray. It is what it is. You know, people can have their portrayals of real life figures however you want it. You can see how it is. I don't know. It, it's, I mean, there are two sides to everybody. I'm sure Bruce Lee wasn't perfect. I'm sure he was a piece of shit to some people. He could have been a piece of shit. Tarantino uh, sticks to his guns about how he apparently had no respect for American stuntmen. So that actually kind of tracks with how uh, Eastern uh, film crews work. You know, Jackie Chan, even Rennie Harlan, they, uh, they talk about how um, Chinese film crews uh, work harder, work faster than American film crews. Yeah. Uh, for less money. I mean, not, that's not even just like a wage thing, just that there's a different work ethic between the two. I mean, so I wouldn't be surprised if that translated to stuntmen and whatever. But uh, it's also kind of neither here nor there. He's dead. Who gives a shit? We're all going to die. That's fine. We're all going to die. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, it's getting that hot goss. This is what the people have been waiting for. It's in the show. It's hot goss. It's all about the hot goss. Uh, there's something about when people play Peter Parker and Mary Jane. And they gotta have that steamy on-screen they, they, romance. They start fucking. They make it want to stop fucking. You got Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone. They they be fucking. They they have since moved on. Emma Stone's gotten married, etc. Now she's Cruella. Uh, but now Tom Holland and Zendaya. They be fucking. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Yeah, they be fucking. 
Uh, apparently, they've been sort of like teasing it online and people asking about it, and they've been denying, sort of coy about it. But now they've been seen publicly, like, wah, 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 just making out. They're totally uh, uh, Jennifer Ben Lowe in it. Uh, Benefer in it. You know what I'm talking about. Good for them. These young kids. Fucking. It's the future. Yeah. It's the future. We got the, Literally. The Holland, Zendaya Holland. That's a weird name. <laughs> This this is a weird story. Talk about hot and gas. I don't I don't even understand this. I couldn't find an explanation for it. What, like why it's framed this way. But Jonathan Taylor Thomas, mm-hmm. JTT, Tiger beat heartthrob in the nineties. Yeah. Right, uh, Home Improvement, one of the number one shows in America at the time. Yeah. Um, he had his own couple of movies. Right, there was did a, he? yeah, he did. He had okay. one. He had one. Uh, one or two at least in the nineties where he was the lead. Um. The framing of this article is photographed publicly for the first time in almost eight years. Okay. Uh, but it doesn't say that he's like famously recluse or tries to hide from the paparazzi. Maybe nobody just nobody cares. It's like it's like no one cares. It's just a picture of him uh, walking his dog. It's just a picture of him strolling, walking his dogs. It's okay. not. It's not like they caught him running into a business, like trying to cover his face. But like, no, we have definitive proof that this is Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Like he's just walking his dogs. Uh, he's also been on TV. He did a couple episodes of Tim Allen's Last Man Standing show. Okay. And they made kind of a big deal. Like, oh, look, it's like a home improvement yeah. uh, reunion type of thing. So it's not like he's been completely out of the public guy. So I don't understand how it's like, this is the first time he's been photographed in eight years in public. Like, this, I don't know. What? I, I don't know the tell you, Chris. I, can, you can't. No. Can someone... Can someone please tell me? <laughs> I really want to know. No I, I'm so confused by this. I'm so confused by this story. Um, only a couple stories left here. Uh, Andy Dick arrested for attacking someone with a metal chair. Okay, that tracks. <laughs> Andy Dick is not mentally stable. Of like, the things that's out, happened this week. All. Of the things that's happened. Yeah. The least surprising headline I yeah. read. Right? Uh-huh. Goddamn yeah. Andy yeah. Dick. That tracks. That meant a mess. Oh, man. It makes me so sad. Because he's so funny and, like, he, No, he's very talented, talented. But there's something there's something very wrong with him. <laughs> a lifelong mess. And I bet you it's, like, some childhood trauma that's, sure. like, unspeakable yeah. that he can't address. Uh, anyway. Or, yeah. He was arrested Saturday. He attacked another man with a chair. Uh, his friend, Elisa Jordana, said that he hit a man named Lucas with a metal chair. Um... She said, it was bad. It wasn't good. He could have killed him. She said this on her YouTube show. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, L.A. County jail records confirm Andy Dick, 55, arrested in Hollywood and race on bail Tuesday. Ooh, he was arrested on Saturday afternoon and released Tuesday morning. A couple days. It sucks. It sucks. $50,000 bail was posted. And, uh, oh, this is sad. Uh, she said he was evicted. He was evicted from his residence and at one point asked her for $87 to help pay for lunch. The oddly specific amount of money. And, uh, yeah, Andy Dick. Huh? I love news radio. Speaking of Joe Rogan's pumpkin head, I, I, love, <laughs> I love news radio, man. What a yeah. great show. And Had a lot of talent on there. So much talent. And, yeah, even Joe Rogan w- yeah. was funny. The pilot episode had, uh, uh, Michael Malley from Guts. Do you have it? Guts. Remember? Mm-hmm. Remember Guts? Yeah, I do. Would have been a different show. Actually. Let's go to Mo. 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 It's a leaderboard. Mo. Actually. 
the original pilot had Ray Romano in the electrician role. And then uh, they reshot the pilot and had Michael Malley in that role. And then second episode on uh, Joe Rogan. News radio facts. <laughs> um, we're, we're definitely running over on time here, so let's end this baby talking about, first off, Tom Cruise is reportedly being blamed for Mission Impossible 7's latest COVID shutdown. People are claiming or thinking the rumor around the set. First off, Mission Impossible 7, in the final stages of shooting, shut down again mm-hmm. because of a COVID violation or whatever. Someone yeah. got sick. Uh, they announced it. We're shutting down, right? No one, yeah, we got COVID. And then no one seems Tom Cruise for days. People are like, has he been quarantined? Is he the reason? Did he, after all of this shit, did and blow it up? COVID. Did he get it? And now, did he not get a vaccine? Uh-huh. Well, or maybe he's vaccinated and still test positive. That It just means he did, you know, not, he's not feeling it. Doesn't yeah. mean. Damn, Delta variant. Yeah. I think that thing's a bastard. Doesn't mean you're not infected. That Delta, that Delta's a son of a bitch. So uh, yeah, he could be. He could be the reason that it shut down, and that is hysterical. And then finally, uh, oh, actually, there was another story where Angelina Jolie was spotted out having dinner with the weekend. Okay. Uh, and they had a pretty long dinner. People were like, is Angelina Jolie dating the weekend? But fucking, does anybody care? Now, the thing is, oh, people always care. But the thing is, with The weekend, he's out there trying to get into Hollywood. He has a show coming out on HBO where he's developing a show with the creator of the show, Euphoria. Speaking of Zendaya, um, they're doing a show together for HBO. And he's just, you know, he's there trying to get more into acting. He did Uncut Gems and all that. He got got a taste of the acting life, and he wants to be in more movies. I mean, and why not? And, And he's got some capital to toss around, too. Goddamn, he's the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> come on, he's the weekend. People are trying to get to the weekend. He is it. Uh, finally, James Cameron says he was high on ecstasy while writing Terminator Two. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Quote: I remember sitting there once, high on e. <laughs> writing notes for Terminator, and I was struck by Sting's song that I hope the Russians love their children too, Cameron said, referencing the 1985 song Russians. Quote, and I thought, you know what? The idea of a nuclear war is just so antithetical to life itself. That's where the kid came from. John Connor was a ecstasy-inspired thought from Cameron's uh, just emotional so, response to humanity sting. and Sting, and Sting. So we, we we can thank Sting. We can thank Sting for John Connor and Ecstasy. There's a direct line from, from sti- Ecstasy, Ecstasy to, to Sting to John Connor to John Connor to Eddie Furlong. I, that is a weird connection. Is that something? Yeah. Fucking red line that shit. Red thread pinpoint that shit and uh, and tell me that that was gonna make a good movie and then watch Terminator Two. <laughs> like holy shit, this is a good ass fucking movie. It's a good damn movie. Um. Anyway, I thought that'd be that'd be fun. When was the last time you were on high on E as James Cameron? <sighs> a long, long time. It's been a minute. Decades. <laughs> Decades. It's <laughs> <laughs> more than a minute. Okay. Um. Drusa Cogburn. Chris Crestwell. We are done with this episode. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. And uh, you are welcome, listeners. I hope you enjoyed this week's free episode of entertainment. 
we will be back next week with episode 444 and then uh you know what uh, it's it's gonna be more of the same i can't even hype it up yeah fuck it i'm in summer mode I'm, it's, it's summer baby you don't care it's fine it's over zola was cool now we got black widow you gotta see that zola maybe i will all right perhaps that's what i'm talking about peace out listeners PFT Media Production.